0: Ignition
1: sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Zero. All engines running. We have a All right. Welcome to the Launchpad Pod. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. And guys, today we are doing a super fun episode about robots. Beep, boop, beep. Well, did you get my package, Matt?
0: You're uh, like in the mail?
1: Yeah, And well, there should, be, there should be like a package outside your door right now.
0: No, you want me to go look? Yeah, go look. Footstep, footstep, footstep.
1: <laughs> it's a pretty big box. Be careful when you open it, man.
0: All right, hang on. <laughs> Stand back, dog.
1: <laughs> because I've been in Atlanta working on a TV show and you're still in LA, I decided to build you something to help with podcasting, Rumi. A mecca Rumi? A mecca Rumi. Go ahead, power <laughs> him up. Beep boop. I am Robo Rumi. Hi Robo Rumi.
0: I'm regular Rumi, but the other one, not you.
1: Beep boop does not compute.
0: <laughs> Robots like what the fuck are you talking about?
1: Robot does not understand subpar jokes.
0: <laughs> All right, Mecha Rumi. Let's make a pact right now. When SkyNet goes live, no bullshit, okay? You, be, you still be Mecha Rumi. Regular Rumi wouldn't trust Skynet.
1: Friend to the end. Uh,
0: uh, uh. <laughs> I guess Chucky was kind of a robot too, huh?
1: That's the first package. There should be two more coming. One is his big chair that he can freak out in. You can put that in the basement somewhere. And the other is the baby food machine, because that's what he eats. <laughs> mm,
0: tastes like baby food.
1: <laughs> well, that's um, what we're talking about. Hang on one because
0: to- as, as Mecha Rumi starts walking across the room, I want to lean in his face and go, go robo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hysterical. Well, that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about robots, and now you have your very own robot f- friend, Rumi.
0: There's a lot of robots here. This is like, actually, we came up with this idea. This is one of those ideas we've kind of had in the chamber for a while, and we're finally like, all right, let's do that this weekend. And uh, when we started writing stuff down i wrote a couple down and was like hmm who else should i put oh and then it was just like boom 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 started putting a thousand fucking robots on here
1: dude robots are the best and i think they're one of those things that human beings for ages have been like how can i have a slave that i don't feel bad about having
0: (laughs) (laughs) hence robots (laughs) robots yeah
1: exactly I guess that's a good way to
0: look at it, I guess.
1: It really is. Somebody was like, I do want somebody else to do my work, but I kind of feel bad when it's another person. Who could I get to do this? And somebody was like, what if we had a machine that did it, but could also walk around and talk to me?
0: I don't mind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't feel bad. (laughs) I serve my purpose good.
0: Not a problem. <laughs> Your human currency means nothing to me anyway. <laughs> well, There's definitely a lot to choose from. I feel like our lists pretty much stick into the film and television world, but there oh, certainly yeah. are way more robots outside of those.
1: Oh, yeah. I can think of some robot songs. I'm sure there's, there's a crap ton of robots in comic books. I think it's just one of those amazing sort of sci-fi things that really speaks to human beings. They just, they, they want that shit, man.
0: That's true. I feel like it says a lot about us. First of all, it's a type of creation, right? We, it, you know, I don't know that we could create life, but we can create almost life, artificial life, you know?
1: Um, you mean your parents didn't have that talk with you, Rumi, about how to create life? Oh, I didn't think <laughs> of it that way. <laughs> Well, when a robot and a robot love each other very much.
0: When I was in trouble, my parents would yell at me and go, we should have just gotten a robot. (laughs) (laughs) You were an accident. We were trying to look for something to clean rooms better. (laughs) (laughs) I think humans like to create, and this is like creating someone.
1: Yeah, in, exactly. In a way,
0: and it's it, you can program it so it's it's not like creating a freeform life that ends up doing whatever the fuck it wants.
1: Yeah, fuck you! I do what I want. I'm stay out till nine p.m. if I want to.
0: Ooh, nine p.m. What are you a fucking rebel bot?
1: How
0: <laughs> 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 do you program to go
1: to bed early? <laughs> Engage Marilyn Manson mode now. <laughs>
0: Uh, um, I also think it's one of those things like r- robots will always be a thing because, like, we have robots now. You can go to Sharper Image and buy a robot that'll vacuum your floor. Yeah, you can I buy have that robots. Robot. I mean, you could buy drones. You could buy all these different things. But the, the technology that's an area that I think technology will always be advancing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, even if you think about like fucking R2D2, C3PO. Those, there's still room for improvement on those designs. Assuming that they could actually do everything that they could do, right?
1: (laughs) They barely can do what they were supposed to do. (laughs) Also, if you are the person who builds a C-3PO, like, shame on you for making the most annoying personality possible. Like, I still hope that even if we get, like, super sentient robots, that they're still, like, a basic computer interface and not, like, a person. I hate it when they give, especially today, when you see people trying to create, like, robots that talk to you. And it's like, why are you doing that? What What is the end outcome so this robot can annoy me? What is the end outcome <laughs> of sentient robots if they just have an annoying voice and they're, like, asking me questions all the time? Like, stop it. Just, just make it do things like they're supposed to do. Like, the bosun ones don't have personalities. They run around on their creepy legs, their creepy backwards-jointed legs and <laughs> carry shit. That's what we need them for.
0: <laughs> so you don't want a robot that will say to you, like, Oh, hello. Sir, I've been programmed for etiquette and protocol. You want I'd one be that like, just says Shut the Good morning, yeah. Rumi. Your no, coffee I, is being heated.
1: I just want it to send me a text that's like send me some instructions. i will be like, "Go translate that shit if that's what your <laughs> protocol is." Like, <laughs> "Go open my door." Like, "Go take the trash I don't out." Like, not need
0: someone else to talk to.
1: <laughs> I don't need someone else to talk to. Like, if it talks to me, it will just annoy me at some point, and I'll just be like, "Oh my god." Stop it. Just shut up. See, just shut your robot mouth. That's an now. interesting
0: paradox because I feel like the people that create robots, both in the movies and in real life, are huge nerds. And I think yeah. those people need someone to talk to and ultimately bang. So I feel like- <laughs> <He laughs> We'll get even, into that. Yeah. Even C-3PO, that was <laughs> some guy, Anakin Skywalker, <laughs> spoiler alert, he he was going to bang that at some point. He just didn't <laughs> you put you a wig on it yet. You think he was just
1: one upgrade away from you know, the dick module?
0: Yeah, oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> he was going to try, and he just had to salvage a space a space vagina a bot and then a wig, and he probably would have did without the wig if he could have. <laughs> he would have went,
1: yippee! <laughs>
0: <laughs> no! c 3 yeah, would have been Peter like, jokes. sir, this sex is getting boring, and then he would have said, I'll try spinning. That's a good trick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, since we started already by just bastardizing R2D2 and C3PO, I think they are probably the most recognizable robots in sci fi. I mean, there's a shit ton of them, but I think if you want to, like, if you had to pick some out of a hat, what were the first ones that you would think of? Or if you had to name some off the top of your head, what are some of the first ones you'd think of? I think R2D2 and C3PO are some of the most iconic robots ever. I
0: agree with you, and I think that they are extremely recognizable from that movie. I mean, I know tons of people who haven't seen the movie but know R2-D2 and C-3PO yes. by name. You yes. Know? Um, I think that speaks to the movie but also to, the des- I guess, the design of the robots. They're very memorable designs. The fact that they're a duo that don't look like each other I think is very important.
1: Yeah. Well, they also play off each other in a Laurel and Hardy sort of way. They literally are... a a comedy team, like an old vaudevillian comedy team. You got the Mm -hmm. little fat guy and then the skinny guy and one's sort of the the foil to the other.
0: Yep. They're also, like you said, uh, again, with any comedy team, you can't have two people that are the same. You have C-3PO whose personality is you know, fickle and uh, like worried and a cow, not a coward, but a coward and nervous. Then you have Artu 2 who's the exact opposite, who jumps yeah. into danger. He often saves the day. He's not afraid to speak his mind, even if we don't really understand him all the time.
1: That's the best part about it is you have a character that basically has no personality, but has a lot of personality shown through what he does and the little noises he makes, but he's just a tin can. And I think anybody who's, who, who, who says that inanimate objects can't have personalities in movies, things like that. It's like R2-D2 doesn't speak, doesn't actually have lines, but has so much personality in how he's portrayed and the little fun little noises he makes. Boop, boop, boop. Oh. When he's, when he's yeah. sad. Oh, I love the sad R2. What a fun noise.
0: It's a great, he, he he was a great design and I think C-3PO too. C-3PO I don't think is as lovable
1: no, he's a fucking pain in the ass.
0: <laughs> but I think he is important design-wise as a foil to R2D2. Yes. Big time. You know what I mean? R2D2 looks that much more brave next to him, but those two robots, I agree with you, they are extremely recognizable, but can I tell you uh, between the two I obviously love R2D2, but can I tell you that R2D2 is not and was never my favorite robot of oh. Star Wars? You you
1: liked the little mouse droids, didn't you? <laughs> 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 you like the trash can droid, the thing of gonk. Yeah, gonk. I'm just trying to get you to make make all the droid noises. All right, who was your favorite? Ichuta.
0: No, the um. <laughs> How rude! So, the cool thing about that original trilogy is there's so many robots, so many droids, and it's either man in a suit. Or they built some sort of shitty contraption to roll across the floor. But as yeah. a kid, the physicality of that was so fucking amazing. It was so cool. And so many of them were toys. My absolute favorite, which I didn't get to to own as a toy until I was like in college, was R5-D4. He was my favorite The red design. one, yeah. He was, uh, with his bad motivator and all, I still loved him. If you guys are not as big a dorks as me and this guy, R5-D4 was the orange astromech droid that the Jawas first sell Luke and then his head blows up and then he takes R2-D2 instead I just always liked it I like the idea of the of the astromech R series in Star Wars that they all were different colors and different head shapes and stuff they were R, R1 all the way to R5 R4s have tall heads R5s have the hexagonal type heads I just thought it was such a cool idea that you know they populated a, a fake universe with all these different shaped robot heads i just thought it was so cool
1: at the end of the day it's kind of funny because it's just interchangeable parts and they just swapped out some different pieces but just doing that adds another layer of of dimension to the mythos of this thing r5d4 is just r2 a different r2d2 model with a different head sure like a prototype but like just doing something that simple adds another layer to what people can come up with later what these dorks can make up story-wise later on
0: it also, like, if you really get into it nerd-wise, if you were a corporation that was building droids, uh-huh. wouldn't you have different models? Like, think about things now. Cars are like that. You know what I yeah. mean? You can get this this type of headlight, this type of um, accessory or not. And I feel like the same thing would be true with droids. Wouldn't you have the same basic chassis but have a different head for, yeah. you know, different types of needs that you would have, different types of things. I always liked R5-D4 the best. I also, there were two other droids that I loved, and I had one of their action figures which I fucking loved. Yeah, was what was that? EV-99. Do you know who EV-99 is?
1: Is that the torture droid?
0: Yeah, that's the orange torture droid. Yeah, he's like says, a skinny ah, new yeah. acquisitions. You are a protocol droid, are you not?
1: And there's that trash can droid in the background getting his arm, his little feet no, toasted. No, 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 no!
0: The, there's a white <laughs> droid that's manning the machine that burns his feet. That droid's yeah. name is 8D8. He doesn't say anything or have any lines. EV99 is the gold, golden orange kind of copper colored droid. That's yeah. the one that seems to be in charge and like, I don't know, like checks R2-D2 and C-3PO into their, their new droid slave
1: Their torture zone, um, yeah.
0: But I thought, that's actually a girl, but I always thought that was really cool. I always thought that there was, it's interesting that there would be like a droid torture chief or something. Yeah. And then the eight D eight was the white robot with the light up eyes who I was had the man that in the toy.
1: Machine. I the, had that toy and the, the burn your feet rig, yeah. Playset?
0: Oh I didn't have the burn your feet playset. <laughs> but the the original, the old school Kenner uh like first release of eight D eight, he he had these big robotic hip joints that looked similar to like how the human hip bones are. Yeah. And if you folded him over so almost like he was sucking his own dick, it, it looked kind of like a weird locust. So I would pretend that he could do that and then like fly around. So I was making my own fanfic as a kid.
1: <laughs>
0: Instead of getting a girlfriend or more friends.
1: I'm looking at that. Yeah, he does have these like big pistony. Uh, legs that I could see that as being like a locust. And if you That's folded cool. it over,
0: those things look like the eyes or the face of the locust. Then I would have them fly around. I thought it was really cool. I was really that cool.
1: is that is pretty awesome. Yeah, he's a he's a good droid. I really like the droids in Jabba's palace that are the brain droids, the
0: Mar Monk ones. The big yeah, the Mar
1: Monk things. Yeah, that are these spider droids with brains in jars, and they have a stupid backstory. But you know, I still <laughs> thought that, I still thought that they were they were cool, interesting looking critters.
0: They had so many. Death Star droids were cool. I do not like BB-8, though. I will go on record and say I don't like that.
1: Fuck you. you bb 8 like awesome.
0: You <laughs> the, give that a flaming if, thumbs up?
1: Yeah, if I could give it a little lighter thumbs up, I would. Lame. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, he's fun.
0: Yeah, he's kind of fun. And I like the idea that there's more of them, like we saw in Evil 1. I like the idea there's more of them now because it... I don't know, it sends credence to the fact that maybe that's an updated version of R2-D2.
1: At least he was a droid doing something. The droids that I hate, I hate the battle Mm. droids. I hate basically all the stupid fucking droids from the Clone Wars. I hated them. I just hated them. I hated the way they talked. I hated how silly they were. The ones that rolled into balls and popped up just screamed, get ready to fight a million of these in some stupid shitty video game. I hated the (laughs) ones that could fly and then turn into like little scissor walker things. Those sucked too. I agree. I just, uh, I mean, I, I hate the prequels. So basically, if it came out of the prequels and it's a robot, it sucks kind of bad.
0: Nope, everything you just said is correct. I agree with all of that.
1: All of it just screamed poor decision making. Beep boop beep.
0: It's called processing, Rumi. <laughs> 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 well, talking about let talking about robots. You hate what's what's a robot or, uh, that you love? What's something? Oh you love? man.
1: So since we jump to the future, I'm going to take us way back in the past. I'm going to start with. Bubo the Owl from Clash of the Titans.
0: Wow. That is quite a pull, my friend.
1: I love Clash of the Titans. This is like Ray Harryhausen at his finest doing some crazy special effects. The practical effects are awesome. And Bubo is this mechanical owl that Hephaestus makes to help... Perseus? Zeus is like, Athena, yo, give Perseus your owl. And she's yo. like, no, I don't want to. That is my buddy. So how about Hephaestus builds a, a robot sort of clockwork owl and he'll help Perseus. And Bubo becomes this like awesome little sidekick dude who helps get him like, go fetch him keys and distracts the Kraken like- awesome fun little friend and his eyes like are these little dilating lenses that are super cool I I just as a kid I just thought that was the coolest thing and you know done by Ray Harryhausen and just a freaking cool character for a really cool movie
0: was it stop motion mostly in the movie
1: Yes, almost all stop motion, except there's a couple props that were like mechanical. So, like the the wings would go up and down, and the eyes would do their thing, and the head would kind of turn around. It was really cool.
0: I didn't even think of that one at all when I was doing it. Although I loved that movie growing up, and obviously like Robot Owl. Although how they got to Robot Owl from I Need Help, <laughs> to, yeah, to oh maybe a Robot Owl would be a good thing for me to make you
1: somebody was like hey Ray Harryhausen what awesome shit can you do and he's like I want to do an owl and they're like "All right, we'll figure it out (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll write it into the script but like when thinking about this robot owl I mean he is mechanical he's kind of magical but like it brought me to the question and I want to throw this at you in that vein I didn't have him on my list but is the tin man from Wizard of Oz a robot yes he is You, you would count him as a robot before he gets a heart, yes. Hmm, interesting. When he gets a heart, he's a cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure.
0: Would You, you wouldn't think he's a robot?
1: I, I am on the fence about it because, I guess because he's portrayed as such a fucking lame human being painted silver in the movie, it's kind of like, <laughs> it's hard for me to make that jump. He does kind of look like, you know the oil can robots from the 50s you know the day the earth stood still sort of deal right so maybe but it was hard for me to decide i would definitely count mr tiktok from the sequel return to oz as a robot because he's obviously a robot but the tin man was was always on the fence wait
0: why why is he more obviously a robot
1: because tiktok is he's a mechanical robot man
0: but how is the tin man any different
1: because i can't tell if he's just like an a like a a Animated human metal man is he like a golem like think of it like this is he like a golem that was reanimated out of metal or is he is there like some sort of mechanical aspect to him
0: yeah i was as you started to explain that i was like okay so I'm, i'm getting what you're saying is that to be a actual robot you need to have some sort of gears or metal things moving inside of you to create the animation
1: you have to have parts, yeah, I think. I, I, Well, I mean, it's hard. And and when we look at these, most of these are all mechanical pieces. Like, if you broke him, there would be parts that you could replace.
0: I see. And you're, you think that the Tin Man may have... Or your question, I guess, is that the Tin Man may have just been a, like, hollow shell that somehow came alive.
1: Yeah, and, well, and because in the... I guess in the story it's like he was a woodsman who kept chopping off pieces of him with with an enchanted axe and replacing it with metal parts. So maybe it's hard. It's it's I mean, I, I don't think I have a definitive answer and I also don't care either way. Like I wouldn't be offended if somebody was like, No, he's not or like if somebody who cared about Wizard of Oz way more than I did <laughs> somebody Although, out there right now it's like
0: You're right, dude. Although if if you go and they didn't really talk about this much in the movie, but if you start yeah. enchanting shit, that's yeah. not a robot.
1: Well, Bubo's enchanted, but he is I mean, he's his his power source is magic, but he is a clockwork owl. Ooh. Which I count I count as robot.
0: Man, we're getting deep into this shit now.
1: I know, we're fucking it up. But before we get too far down that, let's let's get back to some robots we can guarantee. What's what's another one that you got that is guaranteed robot all day?
0: Well now I gotta make sure there's not like fucking following the rules here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's one of my absolute favorites ever, 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 and I've watched yeah. it recently and dude it holds up. Yeah. Johnny Five from Short Circuit. Johnny Five is alive. Johnny Five Alive. I think that is just so friggin' cool. It looks so good. Anytime you have a movie where your main character is not a human, and you, and, you know, a live action feature, and you have to somehow create that, that's hard. And I yeah. think from the get-go of that movie, and then obviously in the sequel, you completely buy that that's a robot. Even if you don't buy that, like, it's an alive robot that can do its own shit and everything, you fucking believe that that is a
1: robot who's... Roboting, and I love the fact that he has little the little visor eyebrows really gives him a lot of personality. Oh, it's it was an that's the thing is it was an amazing
0: design to make the audience fall in love with him and humanize him. Right? They made him as physically human as possible. They really made they designed the mechanics of that to cater to the action and the emotion of what had to happen in the script which I think mm-hmm. is really smart and then they killed it as far as the mechanical like it looks so good and there's very few things in that movie that you watch and you're like "Ugh, that didn't work you know for the no. most part you're like holy
1: shit how did they get it to do that I mean giving him a bandana was kind of a bad decision but the rest of the time I agree
0: <laughs> dude you're missing the point They didn't give it to him. He wanted the bandana. (laughs) He became sentient. (laughs) Kill him. Kill it with fire. Johnny Five, not
1: complete. Need bandana. (laughs) Bandana and cowboy hat. (laughs) It it was awesome that not only did you have this guy, but the tank treads really was a cool way for him to get around. And you don't see a lot of robots with tank treads. Mm Mm-hmm. And you don't see a lot of robots with tank treads on hang gliders. So
0: <laughs> he also could use those to like they could upend. They could turn um, yeah. 90 degrees and it would make him go taller. And also he can go upstairs that way. It was yes. just a really well designed thing.
1: How do you feel about his like his like urbanization from sort sort? short. short- short circuit two when he puts the bandana on he's got all the spray paint and like the the t- the, the spray paint on the him Mohawk. all the-
0: and he says nosotros kick your ass nosotros <laughs> kick your face nosotros kick your balls into outer space <laughs> I know as a kid I thought that shit was funny as hell
1: <laughs> the second cheesy. one is
0: not as good I actually I don't remember the last time I've seen the second one I watched the first <sighs> one recently but I haven't seen the second one in a while
1: I think the second one's just kind of shitty, but the first one I think is a solid, solid fun movie. But even if you think it it is shitty, he looks great. Oh yeah, he's fantastic, one, right? Yeah, and then like you know, giving inspiration to Wally since since we're right here. I mean, Wally just seems to be a complete like ancestor of of uh, Johnny Five.
0: But you got to think like again, t- talking about what is a robot? Mm-hmm. Wally was computer animated, so they could make it look like whatever and also do whatever. Yeah. Johnny Five. While he wasn't an actual actor, that I like, I don't think he had his own trailer and shit. He
1: he's got his own IMDb page on Robot <laughs> IMDb.
0: <laughs> but he like they built those things, so even if it was a puppet, you know, not a actual automated being, but even if yeah. it was a puppet, it still was able to do all that shit. And I gotta like tip my hat off because it's like you almost actually built that robot at that point, right? Totally built that
1: robot. Steve Gutenberg built it himself.
0: No, he had that racist (laughs) character with him. (laughs) Also, do you remember there was a TV show on after those movies came out? It was called Wake, Rattle, and Roll. Do you remember this? Nope. Look it up real quick. It was a movie, it was a TV show that was on before school when I was little.
1: And oh, wow. It was some
0: kid and he was living in his like the basement of his house which I thought was super cool. He had this like apartment down there and his parents lived upstairs. I'm having
1: a upstairs. weird like 80s childhood flashback right now. And dude. Oh, God. He
0: <laughs> it was some stupid little kid and I believe they like there was a, it was a cartoon show. Like there was cartoons that would play. They they'd watch cartoons or whatever. But the live action component it was this little boy and he had a robot that looked very very similar to Johnny Five. Except it was he had Johnny like VHS five.
1: tape as his hair and like yep. his face was like, yeah, he was, he was an AV thing on skateboards. Mm-hmm. I, oh man, yeah. I'm it was a like weird...
0: if an awesome, smart kid saw Johnny Five and was like, I can make that out of, or make something similar out of the shit that I have.
1: Was this on... <sighs>
0: It was on regular television because I didn't have like any special sh- channels. or yeah. shit growing up,
1: I remember was the cartoons with it like Monster Pets.
0: That I don't remember. I think it was more like Wacky Races type cartoons. You know,
1: uh, There's something about like this guy had like a Frankenstein dog. I'm I'm having weird I'm having weird flashbacks they about like, my childhood like right now. Broke
0: by showing him this picture.
1: Yeah, I'm just having like Saturday morning cartoon flashbacks where it's like, you know, the the shitty little TV that you had to dial the knob and, mm-hmm. you know, oh, man. Click,
0: click, click to change the channel.
1: Yeah, right. That's crazy. You're right, though. He does look a lot like Johnny Five.
0: And as a kid, because I was stupid, I thought maybe they, like I knew that as a kid I knew movies were movies. I thought maybe they had just taken Johnny Five and made this TV show out of him, but it's not. It's not the same robot. It looks a little different. No. But it's very, well, very similar vein- design wise, but as a yes. kid, short circuit was the shit and wake rattle and roll robot was a little bit less of the shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's pretty funny though. That's a good one, man. So while we're looking at like late eighties robots, one that I saw recently, relatively recently, that I loved was Chopping Mall. The kill oh, Box yeah. from Chopping Mall. Now this movie is phenomenally bad. It's awesome.
0: Have a nice day. Oh,
1: yeah, I love it. And it's basically this mall is like, we need to get like robot security guards to like patrol and they get these like giant tank treaded robots that get short circuited because of lightning and start murdering everybody inside the mall. Freaking awesome movie. The robots in it are super clunky and cheesy, but they have like flamethrowers and they shoot lasers and guns and shit. And they, there's not a lot of chopping I think chopping was just kind of the pun for shopping mall. Well, haha, way to go, writers.
0: It was a great title, but it just doesn't apply to the movie as well. As it doesn't
1: could. apply to the movie. If the if they had like axes, then they would have some chopping, but I uh, I love this movie, and they're great robots, and it's super fun, cheesy 80s, and, and has some pretty good, good stuff going for it. They just recently announced... In like the same week, they're like, we're going to remake it. And then the internet was like, fuck you, we're not going to remake it. And then they're like, guys, we're not going to remake it. Just kidding. Because when they (laughs) announced the remake, they're like, there's not going to be robots in it. And people are like, what the fuck is it? Why would you even call it Chopping Mall then? That's not a remake. You can't remake the, the robot movie as a non-robot movie, then you're not remaking it. You're just making a different movie that takes place in a mall. <laughs> That's true. I mean, fuck
0: off. I wouldn't mind if they made a movie called Chopping Mall and had a chopping aspect to it.
1: Yeah, Axe Killers or something, but yeah. The, something, the, the, you
0: name it, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, well, don't, don't tell know me that you're going to-
0: Think about Chopping Mall. Did they chop anybody?
1: No, there's no chopping they at all.
0: people, they shoot people.
1: They light a dude on fire, they make a guy's head explode. There's no chopping. That's my wife's hmm. biggest complaint about this movie. She's like, for a movie called Chopping Mall, there's not enough chopping. <laughs> <laughs> can't I can't argue. It's true. Those
0: robots are pretty bitching though, and they again more treads. Like we're doing a lot of tread, treaded robots here. Yep. And they got the uh, the Robocop or the Kit red visor across their face. They don't have eyes. Super
1: cool. Yeah, Geordie LaForge going on.
0: I love that movie because the humans in it are like, hey. Let's stay late at this mall we work at and have an overnight party where some of us watch movies and some of us bang in a yeah. bed store.
1: In a bed store. How close are you comfortable to having your friends fuck in the same room as oh, you? That, we've <laughs> talked about this before. <laughs> yes, we have. Answer is not that close.
0: <laughs> I think if I was, I was going to say if I was 16 or so, maybe I'd be more close because I would just be so excited that sex was happening. But I also think that would psych me out a bit at 16. So maybe maybe not.
1: It's freaking creepy. It's weird. Also, this is the place where you work. Also, it's a bed store. Are you going to clean that shit up? Gross, dude. It's super weird. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of...
0: I don't really know the protocol there. I've never been invited to a, <laughs> a bed, bed store, store orgy. sex party. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We'd be the guys watching the movie on the couch. <laughs> yeah, that's so no, there's a nerd in the
0: movie who totally like him and his nerd, the girl that he's nerd interested in, start to like watch a movie instead of, I think they're watching them, aren't they? Uh, maybe, yeah. Like, it's yeah. Like, I think it's a, it's definitely like a 50s giant something movie.
1: Yeah, them, Nia but, Lepis, some shit like that.
0: Awesome. <laughs> Love the fact that they're like we could be banging right now, but no.
1: But this is so fucking That's weird. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> We're in earshot of all of our friends right now. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh.
0: I got two good ones. All right, throw them at me. I'm going to wait on one of them for now because I think this one you might even come up with this one, but how about did you see the Disney movie Black Hole? Yeah. That movie is fucking awesome, first of all. If you guys haven't seen the Black Hole movie, it's from, I think it's the late 70s, possibly early 80s. It's a Disney movie about people stuck in space. Just, I mean, awesome. Filled with fucking cool robots. First of all, they have these, like, sentry guards that look like they're kind of that movie's stormtroopers. They're all robots. There's a couple times where they shoot them, and then, like, you see, like, the, you know, the... And then there's, like, fucking wires and shit hanging out. Super cool. They have cool guns. But there were three robots in it who are characters. Two of them look similar. One's just a newer version. There's one robot named Vincent. Yeah. He's this little floating garbage can robot. Kind of like the R2-D2 of that movie, but he's got human-looking eye- human eyes. They almost look like googly eyes, Rumi. You've, I've heard you refer to this guy as ro- as googly eyes.
1: Yeah, he has silly googly eyes for sure.
0: But they're not actually googly. They just look like giant painted-on eyes. But... Yes. They talk, they can speak English, so you, unlike R2, you understand everything they're saying. They kind of hover in the air a couple feet, couple feet off the ground, but like, they're in a lot of scenes and they do a lot of stuff, so the fact that that's happening is awesome. Vincent later finds a robot named Bob, and he's like the last model of it, and he's all literally beaten to shit. It's all smashed up, but they do all these things together, do really, really cool stuff. There's a very, very heartfelt death scene of one of the robots towards the end. I won't ruin it, but... Really cool, really humanized. You really feel for them as characters. The other characters treat them like they're characters. Super, super, super cool. Do you remember those robots, Rumi?
1: Oh, yeah. And then there's... What's the big red one? What is a so, big
0: red... there's another robot named Maximilian. And yeah. he... The, the bad guy in this movie is a subtle bad guy at first, and he's got this robot named Maximilian, and when they're, like, looking into it, Maximilian is this tall, red robot looks like he's got a bucket on his head and he ends up having these hidden propellers for hands and he murders a bunch of people and then the bad guy's like oh no no no, he was threatened that's why he did that but for the rest (laughs) of the movie you just keep like eyeing Maximilian like this dog who at any moment might bite and it's just really really cool that they've given these three different robots distinct personalities and also like we're saying to a much lesser extent but just like we're saying with Johnny Five they function in the movie like these are things these are props and especially black hole no both movies they're both practical there was no fucking cgi they weren't rotoscoping they weren't weren't even rotoscoping they weren't doing digital elements they fucking made these props and animatronic things that they had to shoot around and make work in scenes yeah and it's amazing and i think that just adds a beautiful layer To movies like that. And that's why movies with puppets and and animatronics and creature suits, I think, have a certain magic, at least for our generation, that movies of today don't have anymore. And I feel like this is a great example with these robots. Do you do you remember this or these robots at all?
1: Not really, and I really want to see it again. I just remember it being really pretty. Like, the movie is just beautiful. Lots of really cool special effects. Lots of really cool spaceships. It's a little dated with, you know, everybody's got the sweet, like, late 70s hair going on <laughs> yeah. and, like, the crazy stashes. But, like, I remember just really digging this movie. And, like, the creepy bad guys with, like, the chrome faces and stuff that the helmets that they had were really cool yes. and there's just a lot of like just just googling this there's a lot of really cool images that are like man i need to check this out again the spaceship in it is really cool
0: oh it's and i i think i've watched it within the last year or two yeah it is not a kids movie i watched it as a kid and i liked it but there's a lot of like really really heady plot points where it's like there's emotion or like it's not just star warsy where we're like adventure 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 there's like danger and shit in this and it's dark it's definitely a lot darker than star wars is
1: oh yeah that's awesome
0: oh it's great it's it's great
1: yeah i I had totally forgotten about this until we started doing research and th- when you start looking up robots like vincent popped up really quick and it was mm-hmm. like oh yeah forgot about that guy
0: and I guess that's like, if you've seen it, it's a very iconic design. Once you've seen him, you always remember what that looks like. If you've never seen yeah. the movie, you might not have seen him. But you, you, even if you hadn't seen the movie, you might have seen him somewhere as toys or something like that.
1: Since we were talking about it earlier, and we were joking about it, that, that all robots lead to sex at some point.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: I recently watched Cherry 2000.
0: <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that movie.
1: Oh, my gosh, dude. This movie is hysterical. It's Melanie Griffith in the most wooden robotic acting you've ever seen and she's not the robot in the movie
0: (laughs) (laughs) that was a great lead in did you just make that up as you said it now or did you be waiting to say this
1: Oh no, this this is coming off the cuff right now, man. I'm inspired by how <laughs> shitty and his hilariously awesome this movie is. So the movie starts. This dude has his he comes home and he's like, hey, honey, and she's like, oh my God, I love you. And he and his wife start like making out on the floor, and the dishwasher's going crazy, and foam's going everywhere, and and they're banging on the floor. And all of a sudden she starts twitching out and sparking and like breaks. And then you realize this dude has a robot wife. He's been bagging a sex bot. And in the future in the story of this movie, there's like, it's a post-apocalyptic world where all dating is done through lawyers. So like you have to have a contract for what's going on that evening and whether you're going to date, whether you're going to bang, what's going on. Nobody wants to deal with that so they buy these sex robots and (laughs) his has just gone on the fritz and he's like, I want to replace it and they're like, they don't exist anymore. You can't buy this model anymore. So the only place you can get it is way out in the desert in the post-apocalyptic wasteland. He's like, shit, I guess I'm gonna have to hire a bounty hunter to go help me go find my sex spot. Now, let me tell you something. That <laughs> robot, so good to make you go into the wasteland of the seventh district being chased by marauders and shit? Holy <laughs> cow. That robot-loving must be good shit. Now, he hires Melanie Griffith to take him into the wasteland being chased by wasteland marauders the whole time. Now, Rumi, when I say post-apocalyptic wasteland marauders, name a clothing choice. Just the first thing that pops in your head, what do they look like? Shoulder pads. You're thinking black leather, right? You're thinking spikes. You're thinking mohawks, hockey masks, you know, yeah, Mad Max Yeah, Mac Gas masks, goggles. Nope. These guys are golf bros. They have like polo shirts. They have cargo shorts. They have bucket hats and visors and stuff. And they're all like, they're all golf bros
0: it's almost worse
1: <laughs> it's it's actually really funny because it's like it's the opposite of what you expect so it's kind of funny and they're like they kidnap the guy at one point like do you work out you really should be juicing you really need this like health supplement they're yuppies they're yuppie wastelanders but they're really violent like they're capturing people and like killing them and stuff just like you would think but at the same time at night they're doing like barbecues and doing the hokey pokey and you're like what the fuck
0: the hokey pokey
1: yeah, they're dancing Literal? around the fire doing the hokey pokey. Yeah, I kid you not. I don't know what to say. It's so weird. And the whole time while they're on this adventure, people are dying for this dude's sex bot adventure. He has <laughs> he has the recording of her brain and he keeps listening to it all melodramatic, like the last thing she said to him. But what he's listening to is like a tape recorder of her being like, hmm, that's good oh yeah, go faster, right? Like listening to the recording of them boning and it's like other people can hear this, you know? Other people hear you listening to this recorded sex that you're having with your robot and it sounds like she's bored as hell. It sounds like she's like, (laughs) oh yeah, that's good, mm-hmm. Great. Awesome. faster, And you're just like, she's obviously bored with you, dude. So through the whole movie, you fully expect that at some point, Melanie Griffith, he's going to finally fall for her, right? You're like, he's going to realize that the robot isn't real and that this human is right here and they could be together. And you're watching this movie and you're like, uh, you're running out of time, buddy. You're running out of time to have this moment. Literally, it's the last like minute of the film. He finds his sex bot. He, Melanie Griffith, and the sex bot are in the plane that they've stolen, ready to take off. And the plane's too heavy. And he kicks Melanie Griffith out of the plane. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? And she's fighting for her de- to the death. Like, people are surrounding her. Marauders are surrounding her. They're going to kill her. And the guy finally looks back at the sex bot, and she's just kind of like, meh, hi. Hi. <laughs> And then he has a change of heart and turns the plane around, picks up Melanie Griffith within the last like thirty seconds of the movie, and you're just like, "Holy shit, movie! You cut that shit close." <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was one of those movies that I think it was on Turner Classic
1: Movies. It was all either the that time, or movie yeah. channel.
0: And all I, the time. I dvr'd it for shitty movie, and it like. Didn't even make the vote for a couple weeks, and I was like,
1: really? Nobody wants to watch this? Nobody thinks this looks awesome? Oh, it's so good for Shitty movie Sunday, because it's terrible, but also at the same time kind of amazing because of that. Fucking sex bot, come on.
0: <laughs> uh, I like the idea of a sex bot. I, I feel like I could, I could use that. <laughs> I have a couple ideas.
1: It's a, The movie's awesome. It's totally worth checking out, and uh, it's hilarious, too, because the whole time he's looking for a sex robot that, that broke, and the whole time you have Melanie Griffith acting like a robot right in front of you. Come on, dude. It, this is a robot.
0: This is an actor that's playing a robot, right? Like yes. Terminator style, so theoretically it'll look like a human on the outside, but- Yeah, she's are. a hot chick, yeah. So if you buy a robot like that, does she have a personality like she talks to you, right?
1: She talks, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She so has a personality, but it's, it's very thin. Like, w- within a couple sentences, you, you the, the conversation restarts, or she kind of switches gears.
0: But she gets up and walks around by herself, right?
1: Yes, yeah. I mean, she, she seems like a human most of the time, but then, like, every now and then, you just kind of get this vibe that she, she just doesn't have the scope of, of a human personality.
0: So, the question I have is, if you have a sex bot like that, and I guess this depends on on the the model or like uh, the sophistication <laughs> but yeah. like can you be banging that and then also like later
1: in the day be like hey can you go to the store and pick up milk for me like yep you she makes him a hamburger at one point and then when he first when he kicks her out of the plane finally he to get her out of the plane he goes go find me a pepsi and she goes find you a pepsi and she just hops out of the plane and just starts walking into the desert
0: I feel that sex bot is 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 a derogatory term then because there's so much more.
1: Okay. Beep boop, beep boop, beep boop, beep boop. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Initiate banging sequence. Initiate hamburger getting sequence.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a funny movie. It's totally worth checking out. It's hysterically weird. So what else you got, man? What's another robot on your list?
0: They're all sex bots from here on in. <laughs> I got a good one that I'll give you. I'll give you a hint. Yep. You have five seconds to comply.
1: Ed209, motherfucker. What a cool
0: fucking robot. Great robot. I love, I love the design of it. I love the use of it in there. I love, contextually in the movie, how it's two different companies vying for a robot contract. I think all that makes sense. But Ed209, I think, is just, he's so fucking cool, if not the most practical robot. Oh, yeah. I think he's... What a cool idea. Machine guns for hands, rockets. The the fact that he doesn't have eyes, I think, is really interesting and cool.
1: Yeah. I love the way his legs move on pistons. Those are super cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's Phil Tippett doing stop-motion animation on those. It's
1: amazing. And I found the really nice toy of this at Comic-Con yeah, when we you went did. last year. I love that toy. That thing is so cool. You no, Ed great. I, I mean, except for stairs being his biggest weakness he's a he's such a rad design and such a formidable foe for robocop in the first movie i love it super cool
0: you know we've we talked about this before i think in our one of our godzilla ones but when we talk about the concept of the mecha evil you you know yeah. like it's just like you it has all your strengths and weaknesses but it's robot yep if you're already a mecca you can't have a mecha mecha you I guess no, that's the- called like a Mecha Mecha high, like a hiney ho. <laughs> <laughs> but like Robocop's already a Mecha, so you can't have a Mecha Robocop. So you have to have a whole different thing. So It was
1: just a beefier Robocop.
0: But he has, you know, I feel like that's, he's the tank, you know? Yeah.
1: Oh, As yeah. A- no, he, yeah, he's the tank version of Robocop's like sort of stealth, more sleek version.
0: I like that you say stealth but every time RoboCop moves you hear that's
1: 80's stealth though
0: (laughs) it wasn't as stealth as it was back in the old days (laughs) that's pretty funny yeah no I I, I love Ed 209 and I think that's one of those 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 questions like if you could have any robot for real I feel like you have such a I would have such a long list but he would be on there because how cool would that be
1: um no, because you know he'd be like, put down the butter. And you're like, what? And he's like, you have five seconds to comply. And you're like, no. I, I was seen, thinking that, but uh, literally what I would do is
0: just take all the, all the um, ammo out. Uh-huh. Because he would still probably do the same thing. And that would just make all my pa- my friends piss and shit their pants. <laughs> right? Well, then you'd have a really messy house and too many robots to feed. I would say, you better do what he said, Rumi." <laughs> 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 and I would build a Lego set of the town that I lived in and just leave it on the table so that you could jump onto it.
1: Because <laughs> like he would start shooting, off.
0: but it would be clicking, not actually firing. And I'd be like, just jump on the table like
1: you're like you're getting shot. <laughs> he doesn't know the difference. It'll be fine. <laughs> I love that, man. That's awesome. Um, yeah, RoboCop's one of my favorites. Uh, Ed209 is an awesome choice. I mean, RoboCop himself is a great classic robot, but he's a little bit more of a cyborg. He's, we've not talked a, no, a lot of,
0: he's not a robot. He's a cyborg. That's different. He's a
1: cyborg. Yeah, we've talked a lot about RoboCop. So, you know, we'll throw throw that name out there. But yeah, Ed 209 is the best part of that. I got a couple I'm going to run down real quick since, since we have so many robots. But Iron Giant is one that I love. This yeah, is a great, yeah like, Fifty style one. This one always get puts a tear in my eye when he decides to finally sacrifice himself for "quote unquote" sacrifice himself for the good of humanity, even though humans have been so shitty to him. I always gets me right right in the feels. Fucking love Iron Giant. He's a great one. Bill and Ted, the robot evil robot. Bill and Ted's from Bill and Ted's oh, Buddhist Journey. That's a good pull. Yeah, those ones are pretty fun. Um, the, the robots are a lot of fun. Uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey is a weird movie. It's a lot of fun to watch, but super bizarre and doesn't really fit in with the other movies. But it does play out the fact that like Bill and Ted have ruined the timeline in the world because they've been fucking with the time phone tele- I haven't the seen the time that movie phone in
0: probably 20 years. That's probably something I should redo.
1: Both of them are awesome. They were a lot of fun. And the implications of them are really interesting because it's like, because they mess up the timeline in the future, everyone is obsessed with Bill and Ted and like, you know be awesome to each other and wild stallions and they're all like worshiping Bill and Ted and it's all because they went through time and fucked everything up (laughs) it's pretty awesome great movie both of them are a lot of fun the second one's a little weird and doesn't make as much sense but it's still a lot of fun and worth checking out super cool but it has these two robots these like cool robots that play rock and roll and they're evil versions of Bill and Ted Mm -hmm. another one I pulled was so there's an old movie called Robot Monster do you know this one and it's in it, there's a quote-unquote robot monster named Roman, and the classic image of him is it looks like a guy in a gorilla suit wearing a scuba diver's helmet
0: with the antenna like, coming up.
1: With the antenna coming out, yeah. yeah. And and it's always him like grabbing chicks and carrying them off, and it's like it's such a silly looking thing. It's like, wait, do you guys even know what robot is? <laughs> like, and they're like, well, we have a gorilla costume and we have this diver helmet, and they're like, put them both together, and they're like, is it a robot? Who cares? Robot monster, go
0: because that was I wonder what year that was because it was definitely a long time ago too um
1: 1953 it's it's like the patron saint of cheesy movie monsters like it just looking at him is so ridiculous because it literally is like the silliest design possible literally it's a gorilla costume with a like 50s cheesy and it's a robot spaceman, not an helmet. alien It's called Robot Monster. That's the name of the movie.
0: They didn't have as much imagination back then. (laughs) They're like, what's a robot look like? Mostly a gorilla?
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They call him the moon robot. So, mm. (laughs) hmm. Make
0: up your mind, movie.
1: They don't know what's happening.
0: (laughs) I got a couple I can can zip through here as well. Yeah, throw them at me. Would you call a self-aware vehicle a robot that like could control itself and talk to you and mm. do things
1: i mean it's like a car but i guess a car could be a robot with enough like what if it was robot. a spaceship
0: you ever see flight of the navigator
1: oh yeah flight of the navigator That's i a tough. love th- that th-
0: movie but there's a robot spaceship awesome, that talks to him and like, it's, it's a character
1: was it named max
0: yeah i was the, I, I believe it is max yeah oh nice but it definitely like it talks to him
1: I love Flight of the Navigator*, man. That's a great movie.
0: I actually have that on DVD. I just loaned it to a friend, oh. but I should I should watch that. But yeah, yeah I, I love that that was a character because he's in this movie and he's got a couple little alien friends, but they don't really speak English. So you got this robot that talks to him and shit. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. All right. What else? It's a little on the nose, but Terminator.
1: I, I, I'm surprised he didn't come up earlier. I mean, Terminator's one of the best... Robots in movie history ever. I mean, especially the T T one thousand or the T eight hundred. Eight hundred, yeah. The exoskeleton underneath when they finally rip the skin and blur- burn the skin off the, the Terminator, and you have the the metal exoskeleton underneath. It's freaking awesome.
0: It's it's amazing. It first of all, it's an endoskeleton. Exo means outside. endos. Oh, uh, you're right. You're right. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Get your Terminators right. It's not a thousand <laughs> exo. It's an eight hundred endo. <laughs> it is such a cool design it looks so good in the movie it's even better in the comic books and shit like that when you know you're not or in the 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 later movies like terminator 2 the future scenes with terminator 2 with that thing crushing the skull fuck it just looks so so cool you have the fun tease of all the makeups throughout the film as the robot or the you know the, the the android gets damaged when it starts to lose its skin and you see pieces of the robot underneath and then finally the full-fledged t800 it's so cool it's such a good design so simple and not shit that we haven't seen before but just so fucking cool i love that one we've danced around it but mecha godzilla what a cool fucking idea
1: oh you guys always talking about godzilla (laughs) that
0: guy's always talking about godzilla but like it's super super cool It's such a cool design for me, and we've talked about this in our Godzilla episode. That was, for me, one of the first, if not the first time I ever saw, like, the evil robot version of something. You know, the, the looking through the mirror at your nemesis, which is really yourself you know to get really deep about fucking mecha godzilla but <laughs> so,
1: yeah since we're talking about the the godzillas though i mean mecha godzilla and and uh, our favorite jet jaguar oh for sure jet jaguar is pretty awesome
0: another one that was big for me as a kid i used to watch a good chunk of uh doctor who when i was little but it was catch oh. as catch can so i would see different seasons or different do- doctors whatever but yeah. uh he had a little robot called k9 which was like yeah. a little robot dog.
1: <laughs> well, and what are the are, I don't know Okay, Doctor Who fans are going to rip me apart if I get this wrong, but like the Daleks, they're robots, right? They like oh, yeah, pl- yeah, yeah. The they little plungers are. on them and stuff? Yeah, yeah. A little plunger R2-D2
0: vibrator guys, dildo guys. Yeah, those um, are, they're robots. Yeah, I don't remember them I mean, I knew they were in my consciousness as a kid, but I never watched a lot of episodes about them, or I didn't see a lot of stuff that had them, but yeah, he had a dog or knew a dog named K-9 that was a little robot dog.
1: Oh, and yeah, he looks like a little mouse droid with a little dog head on him. Yeah, it's like the if kid. he just
0: took a mouse droid, the difference between a mouse and a and a dog is a head. That's the only difference.
1: Oh, he had his own TV series. That K-9 had his own TV series.
0: That exact one, or was it a different one?
1: K-9 is a British-Australian comedy adventure series focusing on the adventures of a robot dog, K-9, which is a spinoff from the television show Doctor Who.
0: Oh, it was its own. Wow that i didn't know.
1: Got his own show, dude.
0: See, i just would Could. watch fucking episodes of Doctor Who hoping that someone cool like that dog came on.
1: Yeah, i was always hoping for the dog or for the Daleks or some some cool stuff. Beep boop bark. <laughs> like like meow <meme> up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's he was one awesome. of my
0: favorites. And then i got to give i got to actually we we overlooked one that i knew we both wanted to talk about, Robbie
1: the Robot. Dude, so this this is probably outside of Star Wars. This is probably one of the most recognizable and most used robot props of all time. I actually have a little bit of history about this thing. So it was created for uh, the Forbidden Planet, which is a uh,
0: awesome movie.
1: Awesome movie, really cool movie. Nineteen fifty six, MGM, and they spent a shit ton on this robot. He cost the equivalent of like forty robots. Yeah, I mean basically he he cost basically seven percent of their budget to create this thing and you know hundreds of thousands of dollars and he was the most expensive prop made at the time the, here's here's a way to think about the equivalency here. in 2001 A Space Odyssey, you know the giant like centrifuge space station set that they built that actually rotated to make it look like people were like in yeah, gravity yeah, yeah. he cost the same as that did. So, like, wow. one of those giant rotating sets is the equivalent what of one that? The Robbie the was the early Robbie. 50s? Yeah, in 56. But he was in over 30 movies and TV shows after that, and he's one of the most recognizable and most famous robot props. And he was sold, and he was the, the At the time when he sold, he sold for $5.3 million. It was the most expensive hero film prop ever sold at auction. Wow. So Freaking crazy, Robbie the robot, and like everybody recognizes him. He's got and if like you get, the, if you
0: don't know him, he's got big, thick tube legs. He's got kind yeah. of like if you think of a, he's got a kind of a see-through head, and inside his head, there's these almost like typewriter keys that move, <laughs> click, 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 yeah. click, click.
1: And he's got a big dome that's kind of like pointed at the top. Yeah, and, like a and, see-through
0: dome, and then he's got these two like antennas that spin. One goes vertical, and one goes horizontal on where his like ears would be.
1: And his arms look like super deep-sea diver suit arms that they're kind of articulated in the middle. Not like dryer tube articulated, but like, you know, he's got little pincers, pincers. for hands. He Pretty awesome. The, yeah, uh,
0: uh, Forbidden Planet. He, I believe he was in an episode of The Twilight Zone.
1: He was in an episode of The Twilight Zone with a slightly
0: different head. He was in Gremlins. yes. Yeah. He walks by in the background in a scene in Gremlins.
1: Man from U.N.C.L.E., Mork and Mindy, Project UFO, the Thin Man, Columbo, the Adams Family. He was in Lost in Space where he battles the robot from Lost in Space, oh, which really? is another really famous robot. Yeah, the Lost in Space robot you know, is, is very recognizable, but yeah, they fought in one of the episodes of Lost in Space, which is pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, if you guys don't know Robbie the Robot, if, you, if that doesn't sound familiar, if you Google it, you will instantly recognize it
1: yeah and forbidden plan is a really cool movie really worth watching i don't know why i keep having to do this but to bring it back to sex bots um because <laughs> you're you, lonely Rumi. that's why you're doing it <laughs> <laughs> did you see a movie called ex machina fuck yeah i did dude i love this movie that movie's and awesome since we were talking about Stanley Kubrick, it reminded me of Ex Machina, even though it isn't Stanley Kubrick, I think it's like the closest to a Kubrick film we've had in a long time. Like really cerebral, really making you think about like, what is human nature? What is manipulation in human nature? And, you know, robotics and AI and all that stuff. Freaking super cool movie. The visual effects, because most of the movie, it's this woman's face on like a see-through mechanical skeleton. Very, very cool. Very, very deep unsettling very bizarre great movie every anybody who hasn't seen x machina should watch it it might be slower than some people want but come on guys this is good this no, is good it's, cinema it's,
0: it's one of those things where, like where you how you talk about the difference between horror and thriller yeah i think i own it and i'm trying to remember what i think i put it in my sci-fi section yeah. in my uh, gigantic dvd cabinet but, oh, it's
1: definitely sci-fi. It's not horror, but no, it's, no. It's but hu- I
0: think it's almost a thriller because there's a yeah. lot of like real slow burn elements in there that I think are amazing.
1: Amazing! I love the shit out of this movie, and I was so impressed with it, and so impressed with how deep it is, and like it, it, it has this unreliable nature to it where you don't know if you're being lied to at any point in the movie. You don't know if the main characters are lying to you. You don't know if the robot's lying to you. And then the question is. I think one of the main questions of the movie is, can the robot lie to you? Mm-hmm. Fucking awesome. But I think it also ties in well to the next one on my list that I was going to briefly throw out was Ghost in the Shell, the major from Ghost in the Shell. Oh, sure. Yeah, I didn't even think of that, but that's a good one. Yeah, super cool. Uh, that's an anime series and, and a couple movies, and then they just recently had the live-action movie with uh, Scarlett Johansson that was, you know, pretty. It was a pretty pretty movie, but not that great but the the animes and the movie the the animated movies are really cool really cool concepts about robots and policing and technology for policing and sort of this like it has a lot of thought police sort of ideas in it and then like as a robot sentience and waking up and being uh cognizant of yourself which is pretty pretty awesome heady stuff
0: yeah i agree and actually. I feel like I've seen the movie a couple times, and it's not bad. But I like the first season of the anime way better.
1: Oh yeah, the anime is really really cool. And there's there's very, a whole bunch.
0: Cool. I guess the major is the major a robot though, or is she an android, uh, or cy- I guess cyborg, right? Because there's Does there's she, it's do, a lot of cybernetic enhancements.
1: I th- I thought she's complete robot, but maybe i I need to watch it again. Maybe I have to.
0: I'd have to look and think about it because I think. There's a couple people, oh, you know, I think she is, because there's a whole, I think they call them prosthetic, but some people have full prosthetic bodies, so it's their yeah. consciousness. I guess if it's, Oh, well, I guess that's still a good question. If it's your consciousness in a robotic shell that is a machine that has moving parts, is it still a robot, or is it a?
1: Well, that really ties into the one that I wanted to talk to coming up, which was Westworld deals with that a lot. Do you watch Westworld, Rumi?
0: Uh, I've seen the original movie, but I haven't seen the, uh, the oh. TV show yet.
1: The TV show, some people love it, some people hate it. I love it because I think it is so good dealing with that exact concept of what is consciousness and what makes you human if you are basically human, except the parts are slightly different. And, you know, dealing with that idea of your consciousness being transported into a different shell are you still human or not and they deal with that in the in just last week's episode they dealt with that specific concept of this person who's trying to basically live forever and escape a terminal illness and they keep having their consciousness put inside of a artificial body and it's basically though it's like but is it their consciousness cuz it's still a program you're still programming a computer to think and replicate a very specific person Mm. and it's like are they real and are or are they not and that concept is you know pretty crazy pretty crazy to think about and you know the the show dealt with it in really cool creepy fashion i loved it beep boop 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 beep boop beep bop don't turn me off why was i programmed to feel pain (laughs)
0: speaking of that i have an honorable mention here oh yeah what do you got the butter robot from rick and morty
1: oh what is my purpose
0: you pass the butter
1: <laughs> oh god yeah welcome
0: <laughs> welcome to the rat race kid I think that's uh, I think that is such a funny idea and the robot like shrugs his like his shoulders sink <laughs> <laughs> you passed the butter
1: <laughs> oh man I love that show and 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 you know in recent news brick and morty got picked up for uh, a couple more seasons like 70 new episodes I don't know if they're gonna parse that out into multiple seasons or just give us 70 episodes but that's pretty awesome
0: yeah it's pretty cool I'm, I'm pretty excited
1: speaking of depressed robots how about Marvin from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy
0: oh yeah what a yeah. drag! freaking giant fucking head he's so sad <laughs>
1: He's so sad all the time. I love those books. And and when you read those books and you see the movies and it's like this Eeyore of a robot that's just like at all times, just super depressed, just wanting to unplug himself. It's like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) But see, there you go. You give a robot enough personalities till they have like, they get like depressive or they have like emotional issues. And you're just like, God damn it, robots. I thought we were trying to create it. So you didn't have these issues.
0: Then the robot, like you were bitching before about robots want to like, Robots try to talk to you. Like now a robot needs to talk to you. He's like, I had yeah. something to get off my chest.
1: Like, God damn it, Marvin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is uh, you know, we we still have ones here. we have been talking for a while, but we could go all day. We would love to hear what other ones you guys have. You guys listening, tell us what we forgot. There's gotta be other robots from this same time period <laughs> from the fifties yeah. till now. That you guys love, that you guys grew up with. Which ones do you like? Tell us what you think about some of these ones that we were debating whether or not it actually was a robot or not. We want to hear what you guys think. We want to hear how you feel about robots.
1: I really want to know what people think about the Tin Man and things that are like: is it a robot? Is it a not? What makes it a robot? The last two on my list, and then I think we should close out on on one of the surprise robots uh, that you have on yours. But Data from Star Trek is a is a classic robot. He's a fun one. He has some really really good episodes where he's such a robot centric sort of character, and the interesting idea of like what makes him a robot, what makes him per- a person. His the concept of like friendship. You know how he's friends to. You know Captain Picard and stuff like that is, is is a very interesting thing to see. Data was always a, a classic character. I'm not a huge Trekkie, but I do really like Next Generation and the original series. And Data was always a, a great character to have. And then the last one on my list. Did you ever see a little movie called Turbo Kid?
0: I did actually.
1: I love this movie. This movie is That's a lot a good of fun. One. Good pull. Super fun, super cheesy in the in the right ways. Like it knows it's trying to be a little cheesy and it just it, it just nailed it. And there's a character in it who turns out to be a robot, but she's a super fun character, kind of a manic pixie girl, which I know some people consider negative, but in this movie, it's a lot of fun.
0: That's a, that's a good pull. I like that. That was a fun movie. If you guys haven't seen that movie, you should definitely take that.
1: Turbo Kid is awesome. I watched it when I was uh, a guest on the episode of Clearing the Queue. That was the Netflix movie we watched. It was a lot of fun. Beep boop 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 beep bop, boop, boop boop
0: You want me to go with the last one that I have here?
1: Yeah, dude. Let's dive into it. This is this is this is a great one and one of my favorites.
0: This is kinda like a a twofer, but we got the robots from the alien well it's a two three four for the the robots in the alien franchise oh yeah you have i think alien is such an amazing movie it's got so much going for it and it really really makes its genre its own but part of that you know when you watch something like uh let's just say the walking dead you have, it's humans versus zombies, <laughs> right? That's one of the yep. main conflicts. But then you also have the human versus human conflict, right? Yep. That way it's danger from multiple sides. Alien, I think, was a, a, a franchise, especially the first two, that did that really, really well, where they kind of threw a monkey wrench into the gears of a robot to kind of fuck yeah. it up, where you, know, you have some shady shits going on. You're not quite sure what it is. But you also have aliens, so you're, you know, you gotta keep your back guarded from the people around you, also. But then you have this guy who's acting shady, and it turns out he's an android. Not only does he not have your best interests in mind, and he's trying to fuck you over, he's a robot, which I thought was a great fucking reveal.
1: In a movie that has already blown your mind with a crazy ass reveal of the alien bursting out of your rib cage. They surprise you with a double whammy. One's like, and that dude's a robot? What?
0: He does a great job spitting. And that was the first time you see milk. And I feel like, I think it was the first time. And I feel that milk in robots has now become a thing. It's certainly a thing in the franchise. You know, in in the aliens, in all the Fox movies, the aliens, predators, stuff like that. Anything's got an android. They got milk for blood. They beat him up. They do some great, great practical effects with there. And then in the next one, they don't try to trick you again because y- they already tricked you once. They're not going to try to go back to that same well again. But they yeah. flat out say this guy's an android, and then you watch the interaction with him and the other humans, and he does a co- couple of cool things that are, you know, more than human or different than human.
1: Then at the Whoa. end, <laughs> oh, sorry, I was I was just doing my best, Bill Paxton, getting mumbly pegged at the en-
0: <laughs> at the end when you get fucking the alien queen shoots her tail through his chest yep picks him up with it grabs his upper torso in two set in one set of hands that she has and grabs his lower torso in another and rips him in half practically
1: uh, then it's like holy shit amazing. then
0: half of him is on the floor still helping and grabbing the girl and holding on to and, and you know like it's what a cool fucking situation and again just like we talked about with Johnny Five and Short Circuit th- that movie and those filmmakers were like okay this guy's a robot and according to the script this happens how do we show this and they nailed it they thought about they, they really thought about set design they really thought about camera placement and camera angles and actions and where cuts would be to make that whole sequence from the, from the moment that the, the the alien queen impales Bishop to the moment that, the, you know, he's now out of that shot, then the more scene, the movie's over. Yeah. It's amazing. It's a really cool situation. It's a really cool robot that I think, for me, has always been up there with uh, cool artificial intelligence.
1: Well, and uh, until the last two fucking movies in that franchise I think the robots in the Alien series has been super cool and then in the third one we we get you know another Bishop sort of in the fourth one we have Winona Ryder as a, like an assassin robot which is pretty cool I know a lot of people shit on that movie but I, I still dig it I still think it has a lot of potential to it in the third one there isn't a, as big a part of, of robots being being in it but we do revisit some of the robot aspects and then when they get into the most recent ones they start playing the flute and it's just <laughs> sucking up <laughs> all <laughs> over the place no fuck those
0: yeah. movies those are not alien movies
1: good I'm glad we're on the same page those are there, Prometheus
0: Rudy. and fucking
1: <sighs> <sighs> Prometheus <sighs> and flute movies
0: I hate those fucking movies
1: oh god they're so bad <laughs> Hollywood should start
0: <laughs> reprimanding directors like that who make movies like no 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 No, Ridley Scott. Bad Ridley Scott. Go sit down.
1: No more alien movies for you. (laughs) Give it to Neil Blomkamp. He had a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Except except that guy made, what, didn't he make Chappie? No. No more movies for you. (laughs) That's so funny. Oh, man.
0: What do we got here? we going to initiate a countdown?
1: Yeah, I think we need to count this bad boy down. So at number five, we have The Iron Giant. The robot that can get you in your heartstrings. Yeah, if, and and that's robot. another
0: one. We didn't, really, we didn't really talk about the movie much, but if you haven't yeah. seen that movie, it's really, really good. And it's...
1: Really good. It's about a, a, a little boy who finds a robot in a junkyard, and he's a nice robot, but he was secretly, secretly programmed to destroy, to be a weapon. He's um, Godzilla-sized.
0: He has, he's tall. Yeah,
1: he's really big. But it's, it's a lot of fun, because it's this, like, you know, boy and his robot story, but the robot is giant and secretly a weapon.
0: <laughs> but the robot is giant and made of iron. But no, it's definitely, it's a well-done movie and it's voiced by I am Groot. So it's, you know, you got good acting there. Yep. Um. <laughs> but that's a good one. That's number five. What do you got it for number four?
1: At number four, we got the, the Terminator. Hasta la vista, baby. I'll be back. <laughs> Just um, to be
0: clear, this is the T-800 endoskeleton.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah, the T-800, not the exoskeleton. That's on the outside endoskeleton. Yeah, this is the big silver creepy looking skeleton underneath the, the T-800. So, I mean this one's just so iconic. I love anytime a robot has flesh that can get ripped away from him to reveal a badass looking robot underneath, you you know you're in for a good movie. And the Terminator franchise has been fantastic for that but the first two specifically are so fucking good. And uh, yeah, that, that Terminator, silver Terminator skeleton is rad.
0: Yeah, the design is cool. It looks great in the movie. It makes sense in their world. It, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Terminator, T-800 at number four. At number three, we've got no disassemble. Johnny <laughs> Five, alive. Uh, the fifth robot in Short Circuit. Also cool because there's scenes where they have all five of them moving around. That means that they made at least five of those for that movie. Yeah, right? it has got a laser cannon on his shoulder, Predator style. <laughs> He's got a pincher pincher hands that can do different things. He could read books really fast. (laughs) (laughs) Drives a car. He does so many cool things. Again, a lot of this actually comes down to personality, which is another thing that I feel like we could talk about for a while. But not only do these look cool and are they visually iconic, but a lot of these robots have a great piece of humanity to them, which I think is important to get us as the audience to like them and I think Johnny Five did that in spades
1: and I think that's an interesting thing you just said it's like they kind of reflect our humanity like how we build robots is kind of how we view ourselves or how we want to view ourselves and some of these robots reflect that on us in a good way like Johnny Five has a lot of personality and he he wants to be a good guy the Iron Giant wants to help humanity and be a good guy but then the Terminator is like I want to kill you all (laughs) (laughs) What do we got at number two?
0: For number two, this is going way back into the history here. We got Robbie the Robot. He's been in so many things. I think he kind of kicked off the imagination of not only the movie going and TV watching public, but also... You know, these designers and these writers and stuff who wanted to put more robots into film and television. It was a guy in a suit, which is how robots were mostly done for the longest time aside from being like a static prop. It says something when your robot is still around 50, 60, 70 years after it was made, you know?
1: And it's it's an incredible prop, one of the most recognizable robots in sci-fi and just iconic, iconic. It's amazing. I love I love that movie. I love that design. So that brings us to number one.
0: Yeah, number one. What do we have here? There's a lot lot of things we could have put here, but I feel like you and I both agreed pretty quickly what should go here.
1: R2D2, man. He's like, he is the, I think, one of the most iconic, if not the most iconic robot in the Star Wars franchise. He is like the hero of, he's like one of the consistent elements in the entire franchise like even the more recent films even the earlier films like r2d2 has been a presence in all of these movies and i love there's a theory that these stories are told from his point of view and that's why he's such a hero and uh c-3po is such a dunce
0: oh interesting like if we watched c-3po's version of the movies yeah c-3po does more
1: yeah c-3po wouldn't have been such a buffoon but this is r2d2's recordings and sort of him telling the story with his own embellishments interesting yeah.
0: Although I I kinda buy R two D two. I buy I, I buy R2 D two as a narrator even though I don't understand what he's saying. Although I think it is important that we distinguish that R two D two cannot fly. He does not have rockets in him, he cannot fly. Ever. But Matt
1: in Phantom Menace, he said
0: no. what did you just say? You said things that don't really be a thing in real life.
1: In Phantom Menace. There's
0: no such thing as what you just talked.
1: <laughs> we choose to ignore the Phantom Menace.
0: Yeah, no. No no one's fucking flying. He doesn't need to fly. He was fucking awesome in the first three movies. Not not <sighs> flying. He did everything he needed to do without <clears throat> flying.
1: Yeah, I know, right? <sighs> so dumb. Anyway.
0: But yeah, R2-D2, he's, he's super cool. and And whatever robot you associate with the term robot whatever robot you love let us know we want to hear it we want to see it tell us what we missed tell us what you agree with
1: tell us we're full of shit tell us that we're awesome we love to hear it that is your pulp culture countdown for our robot episode Rumi. i hope you enjoy RumiBot. don't feed him after midnight because he does have a gremlin protocol that could uh enact (laughs) and you don't want that
0: well you know what i just realized uh like like those awesome toys that you get that say like oh excellent play with all this stuff it does all this shit but you have to charge it for 12 hours before you play with it I'm looking through the instructions and it says I have to charge it before I can do anything with them. he's been <laughs> this entire episode he's been standing in the corner with his shoulders hunched and his head down
1: <laughs> yeah and he takes the really expensive batteries like like 20 of those giant D and what country
0: <laughs> did you order him from because it does not have a regular AC Adapt, like plug on it. I don't even have the right electricity to plug him in.
1: To do some of the uh, shady engineering, I had to get him from Jakarta.
0: Interesting. <laughs> I and mean, I do see in the instructions there's an entire sex bot category. I'm just going to
1: pass right by that.
0: No offense, really. <laughs> Is he a
1: pleasure model? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we didn't even talk about Awesomo. That's, oh, <laughs> well, that's a great episode. Well, episode. that's not a robot, but are you a pleasure model lame lame (laughs) oh man well guys keep up with us on our Facebook on our Instagram and on Twitter at Launchpad Pod. that's where you can let us know what your favorite robot is and keep up with us you can listen to our episodes on our website launchpadpod.com next week we will be doing another mini-sode of what have you been watching and in two weeks we'll have another great episode lined up for you Matt, you ready to blast this thing off? Beep, boop, Power up RoomyBot. Let's get him on there. Bzz, 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 bzz. Time for a blast off. <laughs> when you blast off, I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Rocket packs pop out of his legs and he just starts flying no, around. They your room, do smashing not. The
0: we just talked about that. They do
1: not. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. All right, let's blast this thing off. You ready? You got it, man. All right.
0: Awesome.
1: And as we sign off, I'm going to let the Scorpions take us out with the song Robot Man off their album *Intrance*. Entrance is an amazing album. If you haven't heard it, it's one of the Scorpions' earlier albums, and it is awesome. So until next time, Rocketeers out.